0: good morning it is good to have this number back out with us for our first half of our worship service and as we turn to John chapter 11 the gospel of John chapter 11 Jesus does something wonderful in the hearts of a couple of women they don't think he does too much but at the end of this lesson they're going to realize what he did was a blessing. You and I can receive that blessing as well. For as Christ offers life after death. Now when I say life after death, I mean eternal life after we pass from this earth. That is what Christ offers. Because as if you continue to read and study in your Bible about the blessings from God and the eternal life, the word might tends to recur often. It does. Time and time again, you see, might, well, in verse, choice on our behalf. Jesus Christ makes a choice this this morning in, in John chapter 11. He makes a choice to wait. And His disciples was kind of confused, as we're going to read, but he makes a choice. You and I need to make this same choice. Not the same choice to wait, but the same choice to adhere to his word. The same choice to believe in Jesus Christ. Again, that belief being an action. John chapter 11. Let's begin reading in the first verse. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary, who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, whom... I just lost my place. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that he... My pages aren't cooperating. When Jesus heard that he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, you notice what Jesus says. This sickness is not unto death. If you're familiar with your Bible lesson, and if you're familiar with this encounter of Jesus and Lazarus and Mary and Martha and the disciples there being as well, Lazarus actually dies. He, he actually dies with this sickness. We're going to read it, but he says this these words himself keep in mind jesus being foreknowledge being the mind of god and never lying to us this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of god that the son of god may be glorified through it again if you remember your bible and remember this encounter how is jesus christ glorified in this act we're going to hopefully get there now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus so when he heard that he was sick he stayed two more days in the place where he was so as Jesus said this sickness is not unto death to his disciples of course so now he says he makes the decision to wait three more excuse me two more days not to be in a hurry even though he did love Mary Martha and Lazarus he loved them But he waits two days. Lazarus was a sick man. He was sick unto death. He was on his deathbed when Mary sent for Jesus. But Jesus said that this sickness is not unto death. Then after he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you are going there again. Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. As understanding this lesson is as remembering. The lesson that it entails, and remember the the disciples and their reaction to Jesus, and Jesus trying to teach his disciples. He's telling his disciples, listen to what I'm telling you to do. And stop rebuking. Adhere to my word and do the things that I tell you to do. Walk in the night and you're going to stumble. Walk in the day and you're not going to stumble then verse 11 these things he said and after that he said to them our friend Lazarus sleeps but I go that I may wake him up so whenever Jesus says that he sleeps guess what he means Lazarus is dead he's no longer breathing whoa back up just a minute verse 4 Jesus said the sickness is not unto death so if this is a sickness not unto death how does he already know that he's dead keep in mind the power of God or the mindset of God or having a mind of God this is Jesus Christ he did this for a purpose he did this for teaching a lesson to them and also a lesson for us today as well so he tells the disciples that Lazarus sleeps and he goes there that I may wake him up and in verse 12 again the disciples still a little bit confused then his disciples said Lord if he sleeps He will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Wait a minute, Lord. Wait a minute, Jesus. You just said this sickness is not unto death, and now you're telling me that he's dead? Are you really all-knowing? Oh, yes, he is most assuredly all-knowing. And I am glad for your sakes That I was not there that you may believe nevertheless let us go to him the reason why he waited two days he waited two days so Lazarus would stop breathing he died due to the sickness so why did he wait so his disciples would believe him further that he offers life after death then Thomas who is called the twin said to his fellow disciples Let us go also that we may die with him again confused so when jesus came he found that he had already been in the tomb four days now bethany was near jerusalem about two miles away and many of the jews had joined the women around martha and mary to comfort them concerning their brother then martha as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, "Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died." Now remember what Jesus said: that God may be glorified, and that the Son of April, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through Lazarus' death. Martha is looking at Jesus and said, if you'd have just been here, if you'd have just been here, he wouldn't have died. All right. Put on your memory banks. Remember when Jesus come in contact or coming into an encounter with the centurion? Remember that guy? His servant girl was sick. Remember that? But the servant girl wasn't there, was she? She was back home. And the centurion looked at Jesus and said, all you have to do is speak the words. All you have to do is speak the words and she will be made well. And Jesus said something significant to that centurion. No greater faith have I found in the house of Israel. What he's saying is that man had great faith enough to know that Jesus could heal that woman just by speaking the words, even from a great way far off. Martha missed the point. She was upset. Folks, her brother had just died. She was still in the mourning process. So she looked at Jesus and said, if you had been here, even if you just had been here, you could have healed him, you could have made him well, he would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So she starts seeing the light a little bit, don't she? Verse 22. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So there again, she thought of life after death. Right? The, the, the resurrection, the, the resurrection of life that we are promised, according to Hebrews nine twenty-seven. for we're all going to die once and after that the judgment. That's what Martha was referring to. And in 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And then Martha says, she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who has come into the world. When she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the places where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up, quickly and went out and followed her saying she is going to the tomb to where uh, going to weep there then when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him she fell down on his feet saying to him Lord if you had been here my brother would not have died there we go Martha and Mary saying the same thing Jesus waited two days remember that he allowed Lazarus to die he allowed him to pass from death due to the sickness. So there Mary and Martha both says, Jesus, if you'd just been here, he wouldn't have died. He would still be alive today. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. the Jesus then the Jews said see how he loved him some of them said could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying then Jesus again groaning in himself came to the tomb it was a cave and a stone lay against it Jesus said take away the stone Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stitch where he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, but I did not, did I not say to you that you would believe you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that you may believe that they may believe that you sent me. Now when they now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Let's stop right there in our read. So what just happened? Jesus waits two days after the news of hearing Lazarus died, but Lazarus was sick, even to the point of death, on his deathbed. Right? He tells his disciples, "This sickness is not unto death." Lazarus actually dies. This death that he was speaking of is not a fleshly death. So well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? This death that Christ was speaking of was not a fleshly death the sickness that we get the 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 the, the cancers and the and the the leukemias and, and all the horrible things that take people from this earth heart disease lungs disease, all these things that actually kill people that's a sickness not unto death of a spiritual nature Just because we get sick, just because we get ill, we don't lose our promise. We don't lose our promise of everlasting love. Well, we're going to get sick. We're going to get ailments. We're going to have things to happen here upon this earth. That's why we're promised in Revelation But there is no more sickness, no more death, no more destruction, no pain, no sorrow, no crying. And that's a promise from God to you who are faithful. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Do you think, whenever those folks seen Lazarus raised from the dead, come walking out of that tomb, being dead for four days, and if you notice as well, he don't stitch anymore. There is no more death, no more smell of death, no more decay. He has been made whole. He's just like you and I of course he was found because that's that's how they prepared the body he come out as Lazarus risen from the dead whenever Jesus says our friend Lazarus sleeps but I go that I may wake him up he waits two days on purpose why does he wait two days on purpose so folks can see the glory of God abiding in Jesus Christ by hearing the words Lazarus rise or come forth and walks out of that grave now in retrospect of this or in like manner or similar to, look at yourself on judgment day there are only two outcomes we do realize that right there's either life or there's death death results in destruction death results in pain anguish suffering for eternity Christ offers life John 14 6 I am the way truth and life no one comes to the Father except through me he offers life through him he also says I am the resurrection and the life in verse 25, do you trust in him enough to put him into your heart, to be obedient to his commands, to be obedient to his word, to abide in his word, that is to abide in his love just as he kept his father's commandments, abiding in his love, John uh, 15, 9, 10, actually. So we think about that. We think about loving God we do see in the beginning of this reading in chapter 11 that jesus loved lazarus then you might say in that in the beginning of that reason why did he wait two days if you loved him enough why didn't you just speak the word so he may be healed so that the son of man be glorified in the act of resurrecting lazarus and if you read on a little bit further in this the jews take notice of that word starts getting about about lazarus being risen from the grave they wanted to kill him again and make him hush. Just make him go away. Make the whole proof go away. That's how important this was in this time and era. To see Jesus being able to resurrect somebody from the dead. Don't you think he has the power to resurrect you unto everlasting life? He does. This is the power of God. Because you notice what he says right before he resurrects Lazarus. Father, I thank you that you have heard me and I know that you always hear me not because of the people who are standing by I said this that they may believe that you sent me that the Son of God may be glorified through it that is Lazarus dying and Jesus waking him up or resurrecting him. Don't you think some folks believed in that town when they see Lazarus walking out of that tomb? Don't you think they started believing that this man truly is from the Son of God because they knew he was dead. He'd been dead for four days. Mary and Martha, well, Martha more more exclusively thought that Jesus was talking about everlasting life. No, that's not what he was talking about. He allowed him to die so he may be resurrected that folks can believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. But I think it I think it interesting that Mary and Martha, more importantly Mary, who had listened at the feet of Jesus Christ Christ teaching the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God promises everlasting life, does it not? Be ye faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. I have quote that verse often, and I want to stick it into your minds. Revelation 2, As we endure certain things, as we endure death, as we endure pain, as we endure suffering, we endure these things because we are looking for something eternal. We are looking for an eternal better an eternal home with God in heaven. Christ says, I am the resurrection. I am the life. There is life after death. There is. There's also death after death. Revelation 21.8 20, Revelation teaches that very vividly. Let's look at the everlasting life into this this picture that Christ had just painted. We see Lazarus in the grave, been in there for four days, and was brought out by the words of Christ. His family, his, his two sisters, and his friends all get to enjoy some more life with Lazarus. think about the everlasting promise as we remain faithful to God to be reunited with those who are faithful before us isn't that wonderful to know that's promised Christ as he's departing he tells his disciples I go on to prepare a place for you in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you so And when I come again, I'm going to reclaim you so you can be where I am. That's what that teaching, whenever Christ speaks those words, he's teaching those very things. My encouragement is this. Even though we become sick, every time we become injured, hurt, or, or faulted, or any type of things upon this earth happen, don't let it separate you between you and God. Well, don't let it come between you and God. Because unfortunately, separation happens in times of distress. Why, why did God let this happen to me? I hear that often. Well, how did God let that happen to that person? Why, why would he let that happen to that Well, that's not God. That's someone who is unlearned in the Scriptures. So when we think about who actually brings on pain and suffering here upon this earth, it's Satan. Jesus Christ promises resurrection and life and as we study the resurrection there are two there's, there's two there are two resurrections because this life is fleeting the breath that we're taking will be gone one day and each and every one of us spirit will live on somewhere else there is a resurrection of life unto everlasting life and there is a resurrection of death unto everlasting death. So my encouragement is this. Are you sick spiritually? Now that is a sickness unto death. The reason why I can say that is if you're spiritually sick, you've separated yourself from God, you've allowed sin to come in, and you are not where you should be spiritually. That is a sickness unto death. Everlasting death. When Christ said, this sickness is not unto death, he was speaking of an everlasting death. It was not. He was just sleeping. That's why I made mention of everything sleeping. Many times when your Bible refers to sleeping, we have to be very careful with to get context, don't we? But there is an everlasting promise to those who are faithful. And I'm thankful that's there. We can take comfort in that. For the sickness that we get, the, the ailments that, we, that come in between us, that is not unto death. Even though it may take our life, it's not a sickness unto death. If we are where we need to be, spiritually speaking, when we look at ourselves and we, and we find ourselves... In a sad state separated from god an opportunity of repentance is there we can turn away from those things that separates us from god that's the very thing that the scriptures instruct us to do is turn away from our sins even the jews under the old law as we made mention of in bible class more they was under a tutor or a tutelage they was being instructed what they should do and of course they couldn't adhere to it it was under that schoolmaster until Jesus Christ came we're no longer under the old law now Now we're under a new law we're under Christ's law Christ's instructions the way that he lived by faith you have by grace you have been saved through faith let me get that right I want us to look within ourselves at this moment how is your faith does it measure up does it measure up according to Christ's faith? Well, Christ did pray for you. Future believers, He prayed for us that we might be one with God, just as Christ was one with God. He, be, he did pray for you. So, my encouragement this morning turn away from your sins, turn, turn, turn away from the things that separate you from your God, because those sinful things will cost you death. I made mention a few minutes ago about being sick spiritually. The healing powers is there. You just got to be ready to take it. You just got to be ready to adhere to them. Again, that word might is there. John 3, 17. It's up to us to choose to be faithful. It's up to us to choose to not be sick unto death. So my encouragement this morning, If you have faulted, if you have sinned, if you have fallen away, and you are resulting, you look at this and you start to think, you know what, where I am, I'm going to result in death. I need to change. I need to get right. What a wonderful time and opportunity to do so. So you can hear those wonderful words, well done, good and faithful servant, as you repent of your sins, as you confess, and as you pray for those sins to be remitted, and that's available only to a child of God. You may be outside of the church. You may not be a child of God. You may yet to be immersed for the remission of sins. Why wait? Don't hesitate anymore. If you're hearing this lesson, to be encouraged enough to go get forgiveness of your sins, don't that sound wonderful? To become a child of God, giving up the things of the world, putting your best foot foot forward in the service of God. Don't hesitate. Don't wait another second. Please go do so. Because we're all going to pass from this earth. and We don't know when that's going to be. A side note. I was in a, uh, I was in an elevator shaft with a, with a technician from a, with a chiller. And he was riding up to the roof with me. And we got to talking about death. Just happened to be talking about death. He says, well, I'm really not ready to go. But I know that's promised for me. I looked at him square in the eyes. and says, well, we need to be ready to go. This elevator may come crashing down right now. We both leave right here together. We don't know when our last breath is going to be taken. We need to be ready. Are you ready? Do you need to get ready this morning? Why don't we do so as we stand and as we sing the song an invitation.